Good morning, everyone, and everyone listening. This is Connie Lingus here with no sleep. I have gotten such little sleep. Also known as Peter, here for another edition of WNYU's very own category is Dragcast Extravaganza. This week, we're going to be talking about season 11. Episode 6 of Drag Race. And then afterwards, keeping the Drag Race theme, we're going to bring back issues in the community. And we're going to talk about Rue Plug's ad race and the corporatization of RuPaul's Drag Race. But before we get there, let's talk about the episode. So we'll start, we're talking about the mini challenge. Galisthenics. I, th- I think that was a pretty good pun. Pretty good pun. It's it's low hanging fruit, but I proof. It had uh, Love Connie as a guest to be like the Gene Simmons equivalent, and encourage the girls. She's one of the best the best guests that they've had this season. I I agree. Lots of fun. I feel like we haven't seen enough skag on this show, and it's really nice to see some. I, I agree. I agree 100%. And speaking of Skag, let's talk about Scarlet's wig and dancing. <laughs> oh, Scarlet, you can't dance. <laughs> As we find out furthermore later, that wig was fun, though. It was cute. Evie's flipping. Evie, Evie's killing herself with all these flippy whips. But it's pretty impressive. She's like a contortionist. It's pretty cool. Brooke was out there impressing with them high kicks. She got that ballet experience. It's pretty cool. Uh, I think in terms of the looks, I think Akiria's look felt the most appropro. Akiria had the most fun. Yeah. Well, Silky might have had the most fun, but Akiria made me have the most fun. Yeah, just very looked very appropriate for the setting, I think. Plastique was there, and that's pretty much been the motto for Plastique this entire season. Yeah, we'll get into Plastique again in a bit on the topic of outfits. Or, no, not on the... Yeah, I guess on the topic of outfits. I kind of loved and hated Silky's Taco Bell <laughs> outfit. Like, it, it did not read word workout clothes to me at all. Nothing about her necessarily reads the challenge. I mean, she just kind of does whatever she wants. That's, um, that's, sometimes that works in her favor, sometimes it doesn't. I didn't really complain this time. That's true, though. Honey, stop being weak. Put on some damn shoes. At least everyone else is wearing shoes. You weren't wearing shoes. That's weak. I guess finally, last thing to say, Rue is such a sucker still for death drops. Like, you've seen so many death drops at this point, Rue but you still get shocked by them. I don't think she gets shocked. I think she's just playing up her reaction, which, to be fair, so does everybody in this show. If you look at, like, the first season when Rue walks into the room, it's so different than when it's, like, now. Like, in the first season, it was like, oh, hi. And now when Rue walks in, it's like, oh, my God, it's Rue Pill. Is that really her? Is that really her? Oh, my God. And it's like, it's like, chill. You know, yeah, you I see mean, her every day. <laughs> you see her, well, if not every day, then once a week. I don't know what they're doing on their days off. Yeah. But, I mean, 
look, they're all playing up their reactions. I'm used to it by now. That's true. That's fair. Uh, but yeah, that was RuPaul. Uh, and with that, we could talk a little bit about the workroom shenanigans. Uh, I think I think this episode kind of cemented with me my my growing love for Akira. Um, she has like some of the best reaction faces. I feel her her reaction game is on point. I I think I think the world needs more gifts of her reactions because she's very fun and vocal and like she's fun and reactionary but like I feel like has the right to be cuz she's like pretty good. At first I was like Akira, why did you choose both Silky and Evie on the same team if you're worried about them feuding? And then I realized she just chose the people who were any good at dancing. Why did Plastique choose the queens that she chose? I, I don't know. I mean, look, Nina West wasn't that bad. Honestly, she was probably the best dancer on the team. Um, Ooh. Ooh. No, Vanjie was not a good dancer. She just had a blue wig. Anyway. Ooh. I'll get into that. We'll get into that. That's, honey, that's the challenge. This is workroom shenanigans. Okay, but what I'm saying is it, in terms of workroom shenanigans, they were choosing the queens in the workroom. Yeah. And Plastique just... Her choices were so questionable. Yeah, literally, she picked all the queens that cannot dance. Why didn't you choose Evie when she was available, for example? She just made some really questionable decisions. Yeah, that's Plastique for you. Yeah, Plastique. She's good at disappointing you. I feel like the first two episodes, we saw her shtick, and her shtick was good, but we've only seen her shtick since then. I feel like she's Ms. Cracker. And that. Honey! Okay, no, stop. I love Miss Cracker, but I also think that she was perpetually safe, and while her looks were often good, um, very good for that matter, she failed to show in the actual performance. And I think that Plastique kind of has emulated that so far. I think that she's kind of emulated Valentina's original season when, sure, she had some really good looks. I think that some of her looks were the best, but she was just consistently safe. She was never standing out, even though she had such a big fan base. I don't know what Plastique's fan base is, but what I do know is that she's not really standing out, even though she keeps on saying every week that she wants to. Speaking of standing out, another person that was thinking about standing out was Vanjie. It was... It was kind of sad to see her break down about feeling like she doesn't fit in or something. She was eliminated once before. At one point, it's kind of heartbreaking to see her cry because like, she comes off as so strong and she's come off as strong so consistently. But on the other hand, it feels like she... We'll get into this more with the runway, but it feels like she did not learn from her criticisms at all. <laughs> Which, which is frustrating to me as someone that's such a fan of her and wants to see her succeed. It's like, honey, they laid out the criticisms and you did it again. I'll but- talk about Vanjie soon. Yes. Silky seems super content with just relying on the lip sync. And it makes sense in some ways. Sure, if she wants to be content with the idea that, oh, if I lose, I'm just going to lip sync for my life. Even though I'm bored of hearing it and bored of hearing her give that advice to other people. I mean, if that's her strategy, then fine. But it's not a good strategy. It goes with her personality, but it doesn't have the same personality of a traditional winner. You can't just win by relying on the lip sync, unless you're some people, um, but we'll talk about that in a bit. Silky, yeah. um, mm-hmm. 
Silky needs to have a competitive personality if she wants to do well on the show, which does bring into the question, does she want to do well or does she want to become a personality? And is there a problem with the latter? Um, I don't feel like answering those questions right now. What I do feel like saying is that her strategy is not a winning one. So Brooklyn did move to New York. Why didn't we hear that sooner? She comes in with her Canadian flag saying she's from Tennessee, and then she says she moved to New York. If you're from New York, you say it within the first few sentences of your introduction. That's just how it goes. Um, so Maybe she didn't want to be pigeonholed as a I New York queen. St- I still have a problem with it. Well, if she didn't want to be pigeonholed as a New York queen, then why did she name herself Brooklyn Heights? I, I just still have a problem you're with so, that. You're so shook by that. I really am. Evie's story hurts. Yeah. Um, It hurts in a way that a lot of other stories don't because so many other queens talk about their past and how they've seen and sought to overcome it. Um, But now it's like trying to overcome a future. (laughs) It's like I met somebody recently who has macular degeneration. Mm -hmm. That means that it's not age related like most people. So she will go blind at a younger age, um, Mm -hmm. 50 at the latest, I believe that they say. It's that idea that eventually... You won't be able to see. I can't imagine what it's like to live with that thought of everything just being temporary. The idea that she was constantly auditioning because she's like, I need to do it now. Otherwise, I'm just not going to get the chance to do it later. All of that hurts. Yeah, it's it's it hurts. And it's kind of sad to imagine a world without Evie doing drag. But at the same time, I will say if there's any queen that will find a way to overcome something like that and like incorporate it and adjust and still do drag i can imagine evie still doing drag like she said like she doesn't mind having to do it in a wheelchair i could see her adjusting with the times it's just a shame that she has to deal with that and on that matter we were agreed yes uh let's see i guess it's challenge time the 69. You can't go to the workroom and say, this is the first ever International Drag Olympics, and then you go on the challenge and say it's, it's, it's the 69th. 69th I have a problem with Drag that. Olympics. Okay. Yeah. Which one is true, Rue? Huh? <laughs> so we had two teams. Akira's Tuck Panty Stan. Is it in good taste? I don't know. It's, it's not as good as a pun as plastiques glamazons uh which team do you want to talk about first i'm going to start by making the point that i don't think that the losing team was much worse yeah i agree it felt very marginal i felt it could have gone either way honestly and i feel like both teams had the same issue of there was like three standouts and two people that either just were kind of lost in the background or just weren't that great uh, I guess starting with Akira's team, the winning team, I think overall they were phenomenal. Evie was really good. She Evie was, was really good. Showing a lot of face, her her contortion and her flips and all that stuff are still really impressive. And I just think her look was really good. Like she looked very much like fierce. They had some really great synchronicity yeah. throughout everything. I think that while Silky's batons were underwhelming, they were a nice touch. And I'd also hold the opinion that Sugarcane did a good job as well. I think that she was that she showed off a decent amount of dancing talent, and that's why I think Team Akira just chose all the good dancers. How come Plastique didn't get in on that? Yeah, it confuses that's me. That's fair. I'll get to Sugar in a second. For for me, I think 
Sugar and Silky were the two weak links in terms of standing out. Like, Evie, for me, very clearly stood out. Brooke was flawless. Like, just technically on point, just not messing up a single move. She's a dancer. I would Uh, hope that she is. Of course, but, like, Evie... I meant Raja is a dancer, and she didn't stand. No, up. no, Raja is not a dancer. <laughs> she, she's she was once a dancer, uh, and Brooke's look was also super on point, and Akira's look was super on point. Like she wasn't the most like I think technically phenomenal, but I think her enthusiasm, her look, and just her her excitement to be there made her stand out. Suga and Silky comparatively were just kind of there. They weren't bad. They just didn't stand out to me. A lot of emphasis on comparatively. Yeah. Because they might have been the weak links in their team, but that team was titanium reinforced. Yeah. So, I mean, when we call them weak, we're not saying that they were bad. Yeah, for sure. Now, let's take a look at Team Plastique. So, who were your stands out? Since you you were coming at Vanjie before, and Vanjie was my standout. Vanjie was the standout. But I don't think it's because of her dancing. I think it's because of the wig. I, like, actually thought about this. And I'm like, look, I think that Vanjie, I keep on noticing Vanjie, but I look at her dancing and it doesn't feel like it's anything impressive. I, just... I mean, sure, she death drops, but other than otherwise, I didn't feel like she was particularly impressive. And then I realized she has this incredible blue wig that while it's incredible... I also feel like I didn't like how it was in there because I feel like it diverted too much attention. I think that the standout was probably Nina over um, the others. I think that you also had non-standouts that faded into the background. And I think that the ones that did that the most were Raja and Plastique. Scarlet didn't do too hot. You could see at one point that she fell, but in the context of the act, she actually made it work. She could have done worse. Yeah. For me, Plastique kind of stood out more than Nina. I think that if you look at Nina's dancing, it was the best on the team, including better than Vanjie. I think that Nina um, danced better than everybody else, but a lot of the parts just didn't have her in the forefront. I put in my notes that Plastique was only standout to me because, like, I feel like she got more physical than Nina. Like, she was doing a lot more, like, death drops and had some, like, standout, like, physical moves. But, like, when she wasn't doing those standout moves, she was just kind of there. Like, Nina, I guess, consistently had a personality. But we both agree that Team Akira should have won. Yes, 100%. All right. Let's bring it to the runway. Bring it to the runway. Runway. All that glitters best looks i liked akiria she looked expensive as hell she looked more expensive than rue has in some episodes honestly like that is a that is a look that she outrued rue i think wigs are important and i think that her wig was better than a lot of the rue wigs i've seen maybe i'm just inured to the rue wigs but the design <laughs> the symmetry on her dress some Subtle things like the tassels on her bangle. Um, just, it looked expensive. It She looked like a million bucks. Yes, I agree. Um, There's no doubt in my mind that she should have won that. Yes. I really liked actually Rue's dress. <laughs> Not a participant, but I liked Rue's dress. It, it looked kind of like Metropolis-esque. It, it, was, it, was, it felt a little bit different for her. It was good. I only I've... notice when she's wearing a different colored wig. That's, that's when the world ends, and it has happened. <laughs> yeah, not today, though. 
I like Brooks Sunset Boulevard just because I'm a sucker for like old timey Hollywood and I really like that movie and the musical. I will say that it kind of almost reminded me of like I want to say her mummy for some reason. <laughs> yeah, the way that she walked and the way that it was very form fitting. Um, the opium pipe was a nice touch. I liked the sash. Yeah. Um, I don't think that it was a top dress, but I think that it was a good dress. I really liked Evie's Japanese crime lord, as she describes it. Yes. I, I think it would have been better without the cane, but at the same time, I realize it's just a product of circumstance. Which is why I have to say that what Evie did, and I've said this before, Evie's done a very good job at bringing her performance to the runway. Yeah. Um, I'd say that she's done it better than most other queens I've seen. Yeah. Um, she's, she she's... took the cane and she made it work and she made it work really well. Yeah. Um, she... she adapted to circumstance, like you just said. And personally, I think that she deserves a lot of respect for that. If Akira didn't win, then it should have been Evie. In terms of worst... Silky's boring. It was really boring. Um, sure, she has this cross sash thing. Um, good for her, but it didn't. I don't know. It was simple. The wig was nice. The rest was okay, and bringing back the fan was just out of place. I think that she's had some outfit diversity in the past. I just don't think that some of those have worked for her. That's true. and I just think that this one kind of fell flat. But she was on the winning team. That's true. I didn't like Sugar's. I called it the cardboard head warrior because the headpiece. It looked like so cheap. It did look cheap. I loved the idea, but it looked, looked cheap. so cheap. It looked like it was falling apart, like it was a paper mache yeah. volcano it, it was that wiggling. had been left out in the rain. Yeah, it, um, no, it was. It wasn't fierce at all. Cool concept, cheaply up- executed. S- similarly. Uh, I didn't like uh, Nina's Nordic costume. I think that's the most costumey outfit. I have seen in Drag Race in a long time, if not ever. It's yeah. so bad. I, it comes back to what I've constantly been saying with Nina. Her outfits look cheap. Um, all of them have felt that way to me so far. Yeah. And I just think that she's really done poorly in terms of that. The one outfit that didn't necessarily feel cheap was the mop, and I just didn't really like the design there. Yeah. So I think that Nina's performances have been pretty good so far. I just don't like how she's been bringing it to the runway. You need to be able to adapt, and she is not adapting, but I feel like that's because the judges haven't been calling her outfits yeah, this for is what the they first are. Time they read her. And they just kind of said, Nina, you're a beach whale, okay? It's just a big outfit. Why do you have such big breasts? Yeah. What's the deal? Give us something on the bottom. They didn't even necessarily say that it looked cheap. And I feel like the fact that they haven't been saying that is what's stopping her from recognizing that the outfits just look cheap. Yeah. And in terms of criticism, I I guess we could say that Fangie's outfit was one of the worst, that I hate to admit. It was just so boring and look cheap too they were calling her a robot and i didn't get it because i'm like that's not a robot that's just a very poorly done golden playboy bunny yeah like the audacity she had to come out in that after being like they have commented again and again change it up change it up change and she didn't the leotard oh my god the glitter just looked bad um oh god oh god it was that should have put her in the bottom this it week. It should have put her in the bottom. She should I have been lip syncing. So Scarlet, I thought, was boring. I don't think it was the worst, but I thought that it wasn't standout enough. 
Um, it was just kind of like, I wouldn't have said that that outfit is an absolute um, killer, but her her poor performance in the dancing segment, I think kind of warranted her being in the bottom. Um, I don't know if I would have rearranged it, but like she definitely should have been in jeopardy for it. Because even though I did like the hair, and I'll admit, and I've liked a lot of Scarlett's outfits in the past, I think that she's been very consistent in the past, but we can talk more about that in a moment. Now, Raja, I thought, ultimately, it was kind of cool, but it was simple. Um, the veil was interesting. Plastique, um, I appreciate the use of the term mega evolution. I mean, you know, I play that. I play those poker moms to Plastique. I know what you're saying. Um, but if, if I see the judges refer to any Asian person doing anything slightly avant-garde as anime, one more time. I didn't think it was anime. I thought it was a I know. Valkyrie. I agree, but someone called it anime because she's Asian, I guess. I thought that it was good. It wasn't a standout, but it was well done. But she can't rely on the wing on the wings too much. Yeah, the, the thing is it didn't stand out because we we really had a pair of wings this season. And we've had wings so many seasons at this point. You can't top Courtney's wing outfit, so stop. I do like the reference to the butterflies, though. Yeah. Okay, are we ready for the lip sync now? Let's talk about it. Scarlet versus Raja. The performance wasn't even close. In terms of Scarlet versus Raja? Yeah, I think that Scarlet did way better. Yeah. I think that um, bringing out the scissors and just cutting off the dress, she so flawlessly kicked it to the side that I thought it was really impressive. Sure, Raja wasn't doing poorly, but I think that Scarlet was doing really well. Even though she had like this bad dancing in the past, I thought uh, that it was, it was well done. Yeah, it, it it blows my mind that Scarlett's first time, well, first time by herself lip syncing, first time by herself limp syncing. Limp syncing? Lip, lip syncing. Evie and, would have been limp syncing. <laughs> doing a pretty adequate job at it versus Raja's like, this is her second time by herself doing it lip syncing and it's not it's like close and Rue picks Scarlet what like Scarlet has at least stood out in competition like Raja has been nothing she's a ghost it was such a dumb bad decision by RuPaul I thought about this after the fact first of all I would have probably made the lip sync either Raja and Vanjie or Scarlet and Vanjie Mm mm-hmm but I thought about it after the fact. I was thinking, what are the p- other possible options? It would have been either kicking out Raja, which isn't necessarily objectionable, even though I think that Scarlett's performance was worse this week. Um, I think that her lip sync was better and Raja's been in the bottom more often. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it doesn't help that the entire team ganged up on Scarlett, um, even though yeah. that's... I actually would have said somebody different, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to talk about that afterwards. If I was on their team, may I add. But um, I think that there's a possibility they could have done a double Shantae, but um, it's not like Raj's lip sync was so incredible that it warranted one. They could have done a double elimination, which would have been less objectionable for a lot of people, but I still would have thought that it was fair because at that point, Scarlet... Um, yeah, she had a really bad performance this week, and Raj has been consistently bad. A double elimination and then bringing a queen back later wouldn't have been disastrous. Mm-hmm. And then I thought of another option, eliminating Evie. 
And that's actually who I would have said if I was on the team. Um, I would have said that Evie is a standout competitor who just suffered an injury, um, that she deserves a chance to recover recover and be on in full form, much like what they did for Eureka. Yeah, I feel like I could see them pulling a Eureka with Evie. If I was on their team, that's who I would have said. Now, this being all of this being said, I thought about it again, and I'm glad that this is how it happened. And that's because, first of all, Rue practically guaranteed Scarlet her place in All-Stars. She said, this will definitely not be your last dance. There is a possibility open. And also, I think that to win RuPaul's Drag Race, yes, you can be a good queen without being an expert in everything. But you have to be pretty damn good at everything. And Scarlet just cannot dance, and she's not going to get the chance to perfect her dancing while she's on the show. That's fair. By getting sent home now, she... I bet you this... The second that she got back to her house, she signed up for professional dancing. And when she gets back into the scene, when she gets back into All-Stars, she'll be able to be a standout competitor. Scarlett has been really good at acting, if you ask me. She's had these incredible dresses to the point where I think she should have won last week. But if she can't dance, she doesn't have a chance. Mm -hmm. So it was going to happen sooner or later in that case. And honestly, I think that Rue or the producers recognized this too. I think that for the long run, we're better off for this. That's true. I just think that it shouldn't have been Raja in the other bottom in that case. I think that it should have been Vanjie. Yeah. Vanjie's dress was just that bad. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Well, bye, Scarlet. You will be missed. And with that was the episode. Uh, I guess we'll just get into quickly uh, issues in the community. My great pun, Rue Plugs Ad Race. I just wanted to pose the question, is Drag Race, has it become too corporate and self-serving? Drag Race became corporate and self-serving ever since RuPaul's Drag Race hit the mainstream. I mean, this is nothing new. People often criticize the fans of drag who only focus on RuPaul's Drag Race because it's like, oh, you're not enabling the other queens that don't have that opportunity. And personally, I think that there's some merit to both arguments. I think that you still need to encourage people to watch Drag Race so that more people actually get to look at the scene. But I think that, yeah, you're going to have ads. I think that Rue is particularly shameless about it, and I think that that has its pros and cons. But... It's really tough to give a full evaluation. Um, I I have had my moments of disgust with the advertising. Um, like the the Hollisley episode was, in my opinion, one of the show's lowest points. I mean, that. <laughs> did you guys know that RuPaul's new album, Sleigh Bells, is available on iTunes <laughs> now? You can buy it. We're going to perform some RuPaul songs. Yeah, that was and, egregious. But don't worry, everybody. Shangela will finally win something. The same award that Eureka wins because they both deserve to win on the same stage. Am I right? <laughs> that was disastrous. I don't think that that should have been a thing. But I'm okay with occasional plug- plugging of Ru's merchandise, for example. I don't really mind it that much. Yeah. Now, if we're talking about corporate influence on the actual show... I don't know just how much of that there's been. I can't really speak to the effects. Yeah, I think I I'm more so just had in mind just all, like, the, the constant plugging. Like, for me, I think it has its off days, 
but sometimes it just stands out. And I think when it stands out, it's particularly obnoxious. Like, on this last episode, like, the calling it, like, the, the choreographer says, pick up your daft boy fan. Like, honey, no, just say pick up the fan. Like, that stood out. That felt particularly particularly egregious or like even sometimes the hashtagging feels they just a little... will i've always said that just in the middle of nowhere your challenge will be to make sure that you can compete in the 67th drag olympics that's right we've gone down this time hashtag drag race she'll say it so calmly and then you'll just have a, a shot of one of the queens smiling and it's like Okay, that felt really weird. People know how to hashtag. Um, that being said, all corporate sponsorship is bad. Now, this episode is sponsored by SanDisk because we're recording this on a SanDisk card. <laughs> yes. We're not actually sponsored by SanDisk, although, hey, SanDisk, hit us up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I think overall... I, I don't know how much real how much reality TV sh- do you watch like do you feel like it's worse than other reality TV shows that you've seen like is it worse than like a bachelor or I like... follow the bachelor um is it worse? or at least I prefer the bachelorette simply because it's so much more fun to see men making fun of themselves for whatever reason mm-hmm. there's some sort of I don't know if that's good sexism or bad sexism or whatever it's just really funny because all the men ha- say the same thing every time okay <laughs> He's not here for the right reasons, and you never say that unless you want to go home. Yeah. And yet they never get that, and they always go home. Okay. But regardless, I feel like The Bachelor often feels really, really produced, especially as of late. Um, Drag Race doesn't feel as produced. It also doesn't feel like The Bachelor is constantly vying for sponsorships. Um, You find yourself yelling at the queens less often. I think that... This is a different reality show. Um, then you let's... watch The Bachelor to yell at The Bachelor, or okay. at least I certainly do. Then let's... I don't watch Drag Race to yell at the drag at um, the show. I watch Drag Race because it's fun. Yeah, and I, I meant maybe the better example would be like America's Next Top Model or like a Project Runway. Does it feel more corporate to that than that? Do you think? I think it's hard to say because something like Project Runway doesn't really have sponsors unless you consider um, Isaac Mizrahi and. Michael Kors being on the judging panel as, like, inherently sponsors. I think it feels more professional, but that's just because it's been around for longer. I mean, I don't know. I don't think that Cake Wars, which I've sometimes found hilarious, this one guy with the blowtorch who just used that on everything to fix all of his problems, and he ended up winning. (laughs) I think that Cake Wars has had its funny moments, but I don't think that it's felt corporate. I think that when Drag Race has gone corporate, it's either to promote some celebrity— Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not really going to complain that much about it, or it's to promote Rue's own merchandise. And honestly, it's campy and annoying. I don't think it's problematic. Yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, I, I, I agree with that sentiment overall. I, uh, I just hope it doesn't get any worse. With that, we have the end of our episode. I'm Connie Lingus. Here with San Disc, also known as Pieta. Super special thank you to Ms. Darling for their song Young Lovers that we always use in our intro and outro. And thank you very much and have a lovely day. Bye bye. <laughs>